My Dharma name is Juan Isa, which means unfolding the auspiciousness benefit of Ilwan Song. Since receiving my Dharma name, I have been using it as a koan to uncover my true nature. I like the word unfolding, like a gift, slowly unwrapping each piece of paper until the entire gift is visible. By slowly unfolding my mind's wrappings, I have found two truths. All things are mind's creation and don't know mind to be instrumental in revealing my true nature. The Ilwan Song image above my head is a symbol of many things, but most importantly to me, it is a symbol of my true nature and yours. Take a good look at it. What do you see? I see a gold circle. It has no ending or beginning. But what about me? Well, my physical body has a beginning and an ending. But my spirit, or my essence, mind essence, is limitless and timeless. I know this truth because I feel the presence of my parents and grandparents every day, while physically they no longer exist. What is the mind essence, you might ask? Well, it can also be called one's original nature, self-nature, or true nature. It is the peaceful, calm state of mind which arises when one is aligned with the flow of nature and the truth of reality. I feel it when my thoughts slow down during meditation or when my mind is resting in the space between an action and a reaction. When asked about the relationship between humans and Ilwan Song, one circle image, Master Sotisan replied, while the Buddha image manifests the physical form of the Buddha, Ilwan Song manifests the mind essence of the Buddha. The physical form only represents his human form, but the mind essence is vast and infinite, combining being and non-being, and sustaining itself through three periods of time, past, present, and future. When this body is no longer, my words and the results of my actions and deeds will exist in the world and the hearts of others, just like the truth of Shakyamuni Muni Buddha and Master Sotasan remain without their physical presence. What else do you see when you look at Ilwan Song? Empty space within a circle that is vast and infinite, but also round edges that hold everything in and yet allow everything to pass through. This is the perfect description of a mind that knows itself, uncluttered, unattached, limitless, and free-flowing. By truly getting to know ourselves, our patterns, habits, and by taking responsibility for them, we take an important step in understanding our mind and connecting to our true self. Aristotle said, Knowing yourself is the beginning of all wisdom. 
Do you experience a sense of peace when you look at this circle? Peace is the main quality of our true nature. We often deprive ourselves of this peaceful sensation because we don't know how our minds work. What does this circle image have to do with my true nature and yours? Well, before we are born and soon after our birth, our true nature was pure, free from judgment and attachment, satisfied with only our basic needs being met. With time, sensory conditions, hardships, life experiences shaped us so that we are no longer that pure, innocent being. Clouds have formed covering the light of our true nature. Our practice as Buddhists is to remove those clouds so our true nature can shine again. As John mentioned in his talk last month, Ignorance of our true nature is what causes our suffering. So uncovering our true nature seems like a step in the right direction. Ilan's song is a reminder that the truth exists and it is ours for the unfolding. But how do I recognize when I am acting from my true nature? When a situation arises, I use the koan is this my true nature? Through reflection, I try to determine if the deluded, habitual me is reacting. Do these fears and reactions have a pattern to them? Can I pause, reflect, and then act with equanimity? Everyone has a different perspective on their true nature. So I asked if several of our fellow practitioners when do they feel in touch with their true nature? When I asked Reverend Sean about this, he answered, he feels in touch with his true nature when he can see a problem clearly, a 360 degree view, if you will, and then he feels he can make a skillful decision. Others have mentioned that they feel close to their true nature when they are in nature. Observing the natural world fills them with a sense of peace and awe. Some feel they are connected to their true nature when they meditate. With their minds still and their bodies at rest, they can feel that space of calm nothingness where thoughts slow down. For myself, <laughs> I feel I am experiencing my true nature when I have broken one of my habitual thinking patterns or habitual ways of responding to situations. Earlier this year, I was reviewed by my employer. In my review, I was told that I was too nice. This was seen as a weakness. I was told that everyone's strengths indicate their weaknesses. In being too nice, I could not be firm. This story of me was devastating to hear and contradictory to what I felt about myself. After all, I have been a teacher for 18 years and teaching with compassion, but while maintaining high expectations of my students. So after this review, I started down my habitual path 
of thinking and reacting when a difficult situation arises. I try to defend myself to anyone who will listen, and I always find this unsatisfactory because it never gets to the source of the problem. So this time, I paused. Can I investigate to see if there's any truth in what was said? Can I make changes if necessary? Well, after a couple sleepless nights, <laughs> I went to my director and I told her that I didn't agree with my review and I didn't feel comfortable working in a place where I feel my character had been misjudged and I would not come back the following year. I didn't try to defend myself beyond that. And if you don't know me, <laughs> that was very brave of me. Ah, so I could have let myself go round and round and tied myself in knots and reacted defensively, but I stopped my habitual defensive thought patterns, let go of my attachment to self and my story, and I was able to res resolve the problem more directly. I found that when my ego drops away, self-awareness increases, and I can make wiser decisions. You may have heard the Buddha saying, all things are mind's creation. Until this point, I was focused only on my mind and the stories it created. But this experience showed me that everyone creates stories. Now I realize the stories of others I cannot rewrite, and so I feel less inclined to defend myself. You may have found yourself in similar situations where you felt misjudged and defensive. It's very freeing to realize that others' thoughts and speech and acts and actions are reflections of their mind. I don't have to react or feel pain. I can sift through their stories to see what truth lies within and then react with compassion and wisdom. Knowing ourselves is important, but how do we continue to uncover our true nature? Reverend Wong Gong, in our, one of our Thursday night Dharma discussions, said, the don't know mind is a portal to our true nature. The don't know mind is a portal to our true nature. What does that mean? Well, to me, it means keeping a mind that is clear and round, calm and tranquil, free from attachment and judgment, a mind that sees everything. It never jumps to conclusions. It stays open and curious and dedicated to understanding before reacting. Easy peasy, right? <laughs> well. I'm trying to use this don't-know mind as part of my daily practice to uncover my true nature. And what I have observed is that I often jump to conclusions about other people or situations, as is with human nature. We are always making quick judgments to ensure our survival or, or calculate our next move. But when I use my don't-know mind, I pause. I wait until the actual truth is revealed. And shockingly, I have found I'm usually wrong. 
Rarely do I have all the correct information. Realizing my ego and my mind have taken over interpreting and creating stories without facts or truth has been very enlightening. This don't-know mind has saved me a lot of headaches and heartaches by forcing me to pause before reacting. I appreciate it as a tool and a resource to get to the truth of others and myself. Rediscovering our true nature is the way to end suffering. Our first step is to realize that we have a true nature. The second step is to begin the journey of self-discovery. Watching our habitual thought patterns and reactions, we can realize our minds make up stories through the filter of our ego. As individuals, we have been exposed to different sensory conditions and life experiences. So we all have unique starting points. And therefore, it takes different paths to uncover our true nature. Whatever path you take, may it be meditation, self-reflection, dharma study, long walks in nature, koans, or engaging your don't-know mind. Remember, there is a truth to the universe, and you are part of that truth. Keep working to remove your clouded vision so you can get a clearer view of the truth. I now can see that I am related to the truth in many ways. I am part of the truth that Buddha and Master Sotasan realized. We are all suffering, but if we get to know our minds and learn to control them, we can find peace and grace. This calm state of being is always available to us. As Master Sotisan said, the mind essence is vast and infinite, combining being and non-being and sustaining itself through the three time periods of past, present, and future. Knowing my mind has lessened my suffering and getting to know my mind patterns through meditation and reflection, I have increased that space between reaction and action. And additionally, observing my mind and ego working together and fabricating stories has helped me to train, train me to pause and wait with an open, don't know mind. So every time you see Ilwan Song or any circle image, I invite you to ask yourself, have I uncovered a little more of my true nature today? Each of our ordinary lives and its challenges are the fertile grounds for our practice. So, good luck on your journey.